listeners, welcome to episode 5 of Color and Emotion. My name is Rebecca and on this episode I will be exposing more of my deep need for redemption. redemption. (laughs) Even though I was thinking the other day about the armor of God and which places of protection I have felt most attacked. I think the breastplate of righteousness, I could probably stand to be a little bit more intentional with that one. And then also the helmet of salvation. But nevertheless, because this podcast is dedicated to navigating emotion and being honest about what is happening with my life. I am going to go ahead and tell you guys some of the things I've been dealing with. Which is on the other side of everything that I've lived through in the past few years. Which, by the way, happened to have been the worst. Well, I won't say they're the worst because I can see already how the Lord has worked them together for my good. But they have definitely been like the hardest few years of my life. So, on the other side of all that, I have found myself navigating more or deeper or hotter anger than I have known what to do with. And I don't even know how to measure it. So, attempting to articulate it has been at times itself a trigger. Historically, I have much preferred to ignore it, but it seems as though the Lord has been requiring me to unpack and address it on a regular basis, which is sometimes super exhausting and frustrating because like, I don't want to talk about it. And he's like, oh, but we're going to. (laughs) So I was recently in a situation where, um, and this is like in a situation with another human person, where avoidance wasn't really an option and unfortunately I failed miserably at self-control and lashed out at them in a way that was really ungodly and unloving and it felt even to me like emotional abandonment towards them because we happened to be in public at the time. Equally unfortunate is the fact that much of my anger has been directed towards God in such fierce and seemingly sudden accusations that sound very much like, don't you care, which is the signature sentiment of an offended heart. Two episodes ago, I talked about the heart posture of Cain and the brother, the older brother and the prodigal son story, and how I have often been able to identify with their distaste of the father's behavior, which sounds horrible to say, but is essentially the bottom line at the end of the day. They just did not approve of how the father was going about things, so... I still have questions about why the father wouldn't just preemptively celebrate the faithfulness of his son. Asking for attention and asking to be celebrated are definitely aversions I developed as a middle child. Um, But I do have some thoughts about self-righteous obedience as it pertains to the older brother and the prodigal son story, which I might as well delve into because we have time. So in my observation... Self-righteousness as a personal attribute is often accompanied by a lack of compassion. And I think the reason for this is that while there can be a genuine and foundational desire for purity and goodness, self-righteousness is in part motivated by the desire to be above the need for compassion, let alone correction and like, you know, rebuke or anything like that. Most likely because a person has a little faith that compassion would be extended to them if they found themselves coming short enough to need it. 
So because they have this experience and or perception of not receiving compassion, and they respond by striving to live above the need for it, there is this sense of injustice and this triggered indignation that rises up when they see someone else receiving the compassion that they believe to have been withheld from them or that they believe that they have outbehaved the need for the compassion. It's so hard to extend compassion when you feel like you have rarely received it. And I know for myself, the Lord has really been like um, instructing me on having more self-compassion. And I didn't realize the extent to which like I just never thought about it, which is probably telling in and of itself. But there was a situation um, probably over Christmas, I think, where the Lord was kind of like showing me this one person I loved so much and how much compassion I had for them. And he was like, I need you to have compassion for yourself. Like, you are also a human. (laughs) And the way that I was just like so willing to like overlook this person's flaws and to just like believe the best about them... And that didn't really translate to me and to like having faith in God's process of sanctification and development in me the way that I had faith in his process with that person. So to turn back on the main road here, I recently realized another awful truth at the heart of this attitude that's kind of like, I've never done anything wrong ever. (laughs) And that is the painful reality that this heart posture does not value glory as reward the way that it should. So I was thinking about Cain and the older brother, like I said, and it brought to mind another parable that Jesus tells about the way a master doles out compensation to his workers. Similar to my question of why God slash the father wouldn't just throw the older brother a party without him having to ask for it. I also wondered about the parable of the workers in the vineyard that is recorded in Matthew 20. It's the one where the people who work all day in the vineyard get paid exactly the same as the people who clock in at like 4 or 15. (laughs) It just feels like that that's not right, you know? But in all of these instances, I was asking myself, okay, well, what difference would it make, right? Like, what difference would it have made to me to know that I'd still be 33 years old and not have the life that I thought and that I was told good behavior would entitle me to. Like, what is it that I would have done differently? What sin or iniquity or even just like doing my own thing would I have indulged in if I knew it wouldn't quote unquote make a difference in the circumstantial outcome of my life? And with the parable, like would these workers have not tended the vineyard if they knew they could just roll up at 4.15 and still get paid? Like, does life even really work that way? I think there's something in those of us who are on the self-righteous side of needing rescue that suspects that we would be the ones made an example of if we failed to perform the right behaviors. And there wouldn't even be any injustice in that because when you know better, you should do better. Like, So then the real problem for me is that I have somehow come to value comfort and accomplishment more than the honor of having had glory revealed to me early in life. I have not had enough value for the fact that it should absolutely be my pleasure to tend the vineyard. It's an honor to be chosen early on and to spend the whole and better portions of my day and my life and my youth working for this master. 
the work itself is reward. To be in the vicinity and peripheral presence of glory is not to be reduced to comparing material compensation. 